Hey everyone, and my name is Daniel Peretz, and welcome to my podcast. I have a very special guest named Tuana Taylor. Tuana, please introduce yourself. Hi, Daniel. Thank you for having me here today. It's great to be with you and your your community. So, Tawana Taylor, as you said, founder of Bootstrap Dreams, and I help entrepreneurs take action on new ideas, break up with overwhelm, and use processes and systems to achieve desired results. So through that, you high achieve, you're a high-achieving visionary. You've got a great idea. But most of the time, the next thing is, I don't know where to go next. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> and so that's where I come in with my over 15 years of project management experience and help you break it down into actionable steps so that you can create the life you want to lead and love. So Beautiful. Yeah, Amazing. So, so I'm sure you get this question a lot. Uh, how did you get into project management? Why project management in the first place? Yeah, you know what? Project management actually found me. Ah. <laughs> it wasn't even something okay. that I knew, right? It wasn't even something that I knew was a, was an actual opportunity, if you will, um, when it became a career decision. I've always had a knack for coordination. And so I would do that for people, whether it was, you know, personal friends, you know, events is like, oh, you know, Tawana, you, you're really personable. Will you host this for me? And it's like, yeah, let's put it together. Let's plan it out. And it would become a thing. And I would do that for people. Fast forward through college. I used to do that for the university. Our campus activity became um, the director of our board of campus activities and started doing vendor management and contracting and, you know, hosting events, doing polls and customer service experiences for the students to figure out who to bring on to campus to increase student engagement. Then from there, graduated college. At that time, it was probably the recession of our generation. And it was like, great, we're graduating from college. Where's the job? <laughs> like, what happened? Nobody's, oh, nobody's hiring. Everybody's firing. Oh, oh. yeah, didn't see that coming, right? And so just continue to pursue what I know to do all the things, you know, go to networking events and, you know, have coffee chats and do all these things and came up on a marketing opportunity where I was like, well, marketing is my bachelor's. I like it, but coordination is my thing and found a salon that allowed me to do that in a way that I never thought I'd be experiencing. Fast forward into my master's degree. That's really where it was like, oh, there's a project management specifications, like for a study. I'm going to go there, <laughs> you know, just because it offered that specialty. And then that rolled into my 10 years of state government experience where I um, served, I mean, literally from the bottom up, um, becoming a project coordination to an enterprise project consultant. Um, mm. And that journey was absolutely amazing. Superhuman centric. I like to emphasize that because a lot of people think project management and they immediately go IT. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, it is a huge part of it. And I collaborate with IT significantly, but I'm like that bridge between IT and people because they don't always speak the same language. <laughs> and so that is uh, the essence of my project management experience is statewide, um, human centric, human services and no, you know, no one specific niche, if you will. It's like, what needs to happen? What can we do to get people the service and the results more quickly? So manual mm -hmm. to automation, you know, from, from, from having a um, system right in, inside the building to going into the cloud. I mean, you, you name it, those things, uh, we call it human tracking applications, all those things. And now I transfer those skills into full-time entrepreneurship, helping entrepreneurs do their very extraordinary ideas and do them well. So 
that's, that's great. The journey, yeah. <laughs> and so, so when you transitioned into working with entrepreneurs, what what have you found as far as really the you know two or three main struggles that people have that really coincide with your skill sets in project management, um, working with human beings? That's a great question. So the number one thing is time management, <laughs> right? Again, great ideas, but the follow through is just lacking. Um, so people typically have have difficulty with time management. They have difficulty not realizing that you don't have to tackle the whole goal today, right? It's like build up to the goal. So breaking it down into actionable steps, putting it to a calendar so that they can follow through with it. The other thing is delegating. A lot of entrepreneurs, particularly solopreneurs, feel like they have to be the ones doing all the things. And I am very swift to say, well, depending on what your financial resources are, right? Or if you can perhaps barter and trade, you can outsource some of the responsibility. You can delegate it. Let's put some processes in place for the things that you're doing so someone else can help you and that will leverage your opportunity. So those things, time management, follow through, and utilizing your resources, right? Just being a better steward of your time and your expertise are where project management fall into play on the entrepreneurial journey. Right. And, and, it's, and it's, uh, it's one of those topics in terms of productivity, time management, mm -hmm. that, a lot, uh, that a lot of people nowadays, you know, especially when it comes to millennials or, you know, and, and so on, it's like, oh, well, I just need to do everything right now. And, and it doesn't matter. Like if I, you know, delete my friends on Facebook and leave my family, I just got to hustle all the time. But then what you start to realize as you get older is that success and wealth is not just about your revenue that's coming in, but how well that's your right. business is performing. What's the operations look like? How are you performing as a human being? Right? Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it's, and it's interesting because, you know, you mentioned um, uh, when it comes to time management with working with uh, businesses, how have you mm -hmm. found uh, the changes in terms of COVID-19, uh, which, you know, for our listeners who are listening right now, uh, right now we're experiencing this. This is a few years ahead from now. Right. Uh, hopefully we're all past that. But, um, but in terms of working from home, um, what, what changes have you seen in terms of manager, managing your time effectively and, you know, and being more uh, involved, not only in your business, but also your home life. So the hybrid living is a real challenge for many people. And in all transparency, I still have challenges with it myself. I shared, you know, before we started our recording, I am a at-home mom working full-time and I am such a woman professional, <laughs> right? Like I prefer to be working and doing so uninterruptedly with other adults, yet I now have a partner here at home who is a six-year-old virtual kindergartner <laughs> and so having to figure out right those competing priorities because they're both very important um, for me and so what I find with entrepreneurs same thing it's like no longer can we compartmentalize mm -hmm. our professional experiences from our home experiences those of us who are still working from home right or not go, not reporting anywhere to an office and so it's helping them figure out you know, you are truly the CEO. And the beautiful part about entrepreneurship is the autonomy, 
right? So I tell people, I didn't, I didn't leave my, my career with state government and small business you know, experiences to be home and be a mom. <laughs> I truly didn't. I left it for the autonomy. And that's something that I absolutely do not regret. And it's given me the opportunity. And I share with people, remember, you have the autonomy to choose when you need to be working, right? So while you may be accustomed to doing it on a typical nine to five schedule, if you need to get up and do something a little bit earlier, take a three hour window during your day to, to tend to your home needs and then start your schedule again, guess what? You can do that, <laughs> you know? If you need to postpone some tasks until late evening, some things that perhaps don't require you to correspond with anybody like in real time, you can do that at a different time of day than what you've normally been doing. So really helping people optimize their day and maximize their time, like truly take your time captive, own it and say, you know what? This doesn't have to be miserable. This doesn't have to feel grueling. This is actually cool because I can do what I need to do when I want to do it or when I, you know, when I foresee that there's an opportunity, I can just leverage it. I don't have to ask permission of anybody except if you are in a companionship, if you, you know, a marriage, a family, a household, considering what those needs may be. Mm -hmm. You've got the full autonomy to function, to operate at your liberty. So that's right. really one of the joys of, of, you know, saying, look, slow down a little bit, pause. As a person, what do you need? What is the minimum viable actions that you need to take to succeed right now? Everything else is like to have, but what must you be doing? And then let's now focus on thriving through that as opportunity. Yeah, that's, that's great. And I think that when it comes to uh, ma managing that uh, a window where mm -hmm. you, you can go back to, to your home activities, whatever it is, yes. uh, it's, it's okay to slowly get back into uh, whatever business activities you were working on, because mm -hmm. if you were running a marathon and nice. I, I, I run, uh, you know, uh, half marathons in the past and it, you know, everyone knows this where you have to go to the bathroom right in the middle of the half marathon, of course, <laughs> just one time I have to go and, right. and you come out, you're not going to start sprinting, right? You're just going right. to take it one step at a time, slowly get into it. Yep. Um, and, and I think, you know, understanding that as an entrepreneur, utilizing, uh, your your services. You, uh, it sounds like you're you know helping people understand. Look, you don't have to do everything all in one day. Um, so so as as far as um, and I see probably the little one's going to come in soon. <laughs> um, yep, so, she's peeking in right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, anything anything important to say? <laughs> Does she, she want to speak? No. She, no, not not on the camera. I'm not at all. Not, not on the camera. <laughs> That's all right. Um, so yeah. So any of the listeners, uh, she she has her beautiful daughter uh, just stepping in, um, and and obviously giving some project management tips for absolutely. Us. <laughs> um, so so you know one thing that um, I found interesting before um, uh, this this uh, episode with uh, Tawana um, mm -hmm. was. You know, Tawana specializes in leveraging human capital. So mm -hmm. uh, I found that interesting. I think for our listeners, that, that, that would be interesting. So how does leveraging human capital, what, what in the world does that mean? And, and, where, and where, did you, uh, where do you incorporate that with your uh, services to entrepreneurs? Yes. 
So leveraging human capital, the human part is the big part, right? A lot of times in big business, particularly bigger business, and then small business kind of takes on the mindset because they're following the steps of big business and they feel like, oh, I've got to focus on my revenue. I've got to focus on my, you know, and my sales and so on and so forth. But if we fail to consider our customer experience internally and externally, you can forget your revenue ideas and goals, right? When we take care of our people, our people take care of our customers, and then our customers in turn become loyal, right, to our, to our businesses and the services and products that we may be providing. And so leveraging human capital comes into, when it comes particularly to project management, again, you may have a big initiative, you may have a big idea, or a small one, let's not make size a matter. You may have something new that you want to launch Use your people, right? Tap into your people as resources to help get it accomplished. There are people right in front of you, right up under your nose, right within arm's reach, right? That have absolute talent and abilities that they may not be using in their regular day-to-day, right? Job responsibilities. And so as these new ideas come up, don't just go about them isolated. Tap into your teams, ask them what they think. See what customer feedback, use your data to make a more informed decision about whether even not to truly go forward and pursue this opportunity. Pilot it before you actually do a full launch to make sure that what you perceive as good is what the people truly want and need. And so it's, you know, again, just not doing everything yourself, but if there's someone who's great, also comes up with really witty ideas all the time, perhaps partner them with, you know, with a marketing part of of the opportunity. If there's someone who's good at numbers and they understand, you know, the whole algorithm and times of day, <laughs> you know, perhaps when to post content and, and, and how to incite conversations, you know, utilize them in their zone of genius. Let people function in areas where you as a CEO can focus more on your business and not necessarily in the weeds of whatever it is that you want to be doing. And so I always encourage executives, don't feel like you have to take on everything yourself. Leverage your human capital, leverage your network, leverage your relationships. People are wanting, watching, and waiting for an opportunity to show up and show off their great, you know, what their great thing is that they have going. You know, so again, sometimes you might say, oh, well, I might not have the the financial resources to pay somebody. See if they'll be willing to barter for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, allow allow one another to, you know, like you said, Daniel, share share with one another's audiences right? Promote yourselves towards one another audiences as a viable solution, as an opportunity, and go forward doing those things collaboratively. And you'll get a lot more further as a team than when you're doing things on your own, you know, that that's what elevates you into continuity is bringing more people together to achieve, you know, to achieve that vision, that dream. So that's great. Um, yeah. and, 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 I'm, and I'm curious, because, you know, I, I've uh, uh, built uh, SaaS companies. Um, yes. I'm currently in the process of building a SaaS company, and mm-hmm. I and I can say that you know project management is is huge in in the software world, as you mentioned, the IT world. Yes. Um, in terms of understanding uh, strengths and maybe even weaknesses, right? Um, how do you assess that um, from not only whether you have a team or you're a solopreneur and you're looking for that right person, that person who specializes in a particular niche that you that you need that service how do you assess um, their strengths and weaknesses to determine 
hey, you know what? I'm going to delegate this to that, to that uh, professional. Yeah, so needs assessments are super important, super important. And so working with a professional to say, right, with, with the, the CEO, the team, ultimately thinking with the end in mind, what is it that you want to accomplish so that all the efforts that are put forward across time, whatever that period of time needs to be, get the results that are desired, right? And so asking, what do you want to happen with this? What are the results that you want people to feel, to experience? What do you want this application to be able to do for them? What is that big transformation, right? That present state and that future state. And based on that, start identifying, okay, well then, what do you, what do you anticipate that will require to make it happen? Is it buying? Like you said, you know, SaaS, is it getting a canned product or is it customization, right? Is it something that we can just go off the market and get, or is it something that we need to build from scratch? Okay. And once we make that decision, now what do we need for that to work well, right? And just really breaking it down, having um, the specification, what, who, where, why, and then we can start figuring out when as we have more information. So really identifying with the end in mind and being willing to make decisions on what we're wanting, what needs to happen, is how we can then determine who we need to deliver it. Hmm. So, so when, it, when it comes to the delegation side, now that you've brought someone on board mm -hmm. and you're letting them know about your current system, how do you, uh, what would you recommend to, to our listeners, you know, business owners out there, um, whether you're a solopreneur or mm -hmm. you have 25 employees, right. what, what do you recommend in terms of getting the person that is being delegated up to speed of what you'd like to accomplish? How do you break it down to a point where it's like you're kind of dumbing it and saying, look, this is what I want. This is the end goal. Yes. Um, what, what are your recommendations in terms of getting that person up to speed as efficiently as possible? Oh, I love that. So the simplest way I put, because of course, in project management and entrepreneurship, I don't need all the things <laughs> that PMI, Project Management Institute, may have required when I was working with the larger, you know, state government entities. And the DONE formula, and it's an acronym like Get It Done, D-O-N-E, is something that I share with people to say, either decide, if you haven't yet decided what you want to do, your overwhelm is going to come from, you're going to say, oh, how do I get it done? I don't know. You won't know because you haven't yet made a decision, right? So decide what you want to do. If you've decided what you want to do, um, uh, or define rather, define what you want to do. I'm sorry, first define it. And then once you define it, you can decide what's the next natural step to make that happen. Then you want to own it. The O and the done is to own it, right? So don't just come up with an idea and walk away like somebody else is going to pick it up. In order for somebody else to help, take on that opportunity, that responsibility with you and succeed, own that. Make sure you have processes in place, right? Sit down with them. If they aren't already written, sit down with them and do a brain dump and put these things in order so that they can have at, at a minimum a bulleted checklist to follow through with, right? So that things are not subjective, so that you keep an open line of communication, you know, meet, have, have cadences, even if it's 15 to 20 minutes, or whether it's once a week, you know, a couple of times a week at the, at the onset, it may be a few times a week, and then you may do weekly, and then you may do bi-weekly, right? And then monthly, depends on how well-oiled your machine team may be. 
Um, but own that. Make sure everybody is involved. Make sure everybody understands the benefit of what you're doing and why they're important, right, to what, to what you're doing. And then nurture that. Again, don't just leave people high and dry. <laughs> and don't just assume everybody understands. Level set often. Make sure, right, that you're meeting milestones. That's the point of having time-bound goals so that you can make sure that you're measuring your metrics. Are we meeting the goal in a certain time frame? Did we meet the quantity of, right, of, of, of people that we wanted to reach or the quantity of units that we wanted to produce or sell or, you know, the, the number of services that we needed to achieve a certain revenue or profit margin for our entity? Make sure that things are time bound and metrics, right? And then execute it. As you set these goals, as you've defined, as you've decided, as you own, as you've nurtured and working with your team, figuring out what all the things need to be, you're backing it to a calendar, right? That's why you've got it time bound so you can forecast. This is going to take me two days. This is going to take me six weeks. This is going to take us eight months to achieve. And everybody knows the goal that they need to reach and by when. So again, you can be measuring, have full transparency. Everything needs to be assigned, whether it's to yourself or to your team. So that way there's accountability and accountability is what helps people be responsive and not reactive as you go forward in your opportunity. So though that, the done formula would be that thing that I would recommend having processes and systems in place for continuity so that you can continue to improve, enhance, and you know, go further with any future iterations of your business. That's that's great, and I, I love I love that formula. I don't know if you noticed, uh, but I'm pretty sneaky. I literally just wrote done right right on my desk <laughs> formula, I'm, and I'm gonna yes. remember that. So yes. Said, uh, so so you said a, a a number of things there that was just really I mean awesome stuff, and I think that it would be certainly helpful for our listeners. But in terms of the execution part, right? Um, that's mm -hmm. the part that I find interesting. So, you know, as a, as a business strategist and working with, uh, you know, hundreds of businesses, I can tell you that uh, the execution part is the mm -hmm. toughest part uh, of it all. Um, because I think we all, I, I wouldn't say we, we all understand, but for the majority of, the part of uh, people that are listening here, they would say, look, I know my why, I, I know where to go. Um, you know, how I, how I can get to that point uh, mm -hmm. is really the tough part. So how do you, when you're the business owner, let's just say you're a solopreneur in this matter, how do you um, stay patient with the person that is executing that and set yourself realistic goals of when that'll be achievable? Because I think that there's might be confusion out there as far as like, look, I needed this yesterday and, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, things getting done very quickly, whereas mm -hmm. the person who is doing it there, there might, uh, there might need to be more time uh, to to accomplish that goal. So, how do you help the business owners that you're talking to understand? Hey, look, you know, in order to create that execution part, you have to be realistic or yes. understand, you know, what that what those dynamics are. Yes, I'm. It makes sense, and I'm so excited that you said realistic, Daniel, because a lot of times <laughs> the people who aren't doing the work, right, they aren't implementing do have unrealistic expectations about the time that it takes to make it happen. So true, you may feel like you needed this yesterday or yesteryear, right? <laughs> that, may be, that may be very, very valid, very real for you. At the same time, again, think with the end in mind. Do you wanna just throw something out there and have the adverse, right, the contrary response? 
to your brand, to your business, or do you want something that people will absolutely love and benefit from and will refer others to say, go to Daniel and get it, right? Go to whomever the brand is and get it. And so thinking about what you ultimately want to happen and recognize that there may be phases to it. Gradual progress is better than no progress. So when you're working with the person, the person that you've hired to implement or the person on your team that's helping you right, bring this opportunity to life, be as transparent with them as possible. Let them know all the things that you know and say, I don't know what I don't know so that you can mitigate any potential risks along the way, right? Recognize first and foremost that a plan is simply a roadmap. It's not a guarantee. So that way, if something air COVID, right, in the timing that we're airing this, something like COVID comes into place and it does delay, right? Some people have had unprecedented success in this, in this uh, pandemic if they've been virtual, but those that have been brick and mortar have not had a bit slower transition, right? So if you have something that comes into play that maybe you didn't foresee or you could not have anticipated the effect that it was going to have on your, your business or opportunity, you have this roadmap and you say, you know what? I still want to get to the destination. Now we just might have to take a detour, right? We have to take an alternate path. And so it might cost us a little bit more money or it might cost us a little bit more time or we might have to throw something out the window this time around and put it into the next phase, the next iteration of the opportunity. So truly patience is going to be your friend and doing the minimum viable activity that's needed. Not trying to do everything all at once because you dilute your efforts when you try to do it all simultaneously. You need to give yourself time to, um, you know, identify it, put it into place, try it out <laughs> and then launch right before you go and try to make it all beautiful and pretty. Because again, just because it's your idea and it sounds good to you doesn't mean it's what the end customer that you're trying to reach really wants or needs. Right. So that, and, yeah. And, and I, I completely agree with you and I've seen it uh, time and time again, uh, you know, having a marketing agency where, you know, if you're doing a, a web design, mm -hmm. you cannot design a website overnight. And if you'd like to, no. you know, there's plenty of sites for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not sure how the quality will show up. Um, but, but there are steps involved. And mm -hmm. I think as, as, owners, as people coming in, um, you know, whether it's a service-based business or even a product-based business, yes. um, you have to realize that there's tiny little micro uh, small Ooh. actions that you can take. So speaking yes. of actions, um, Tohuan, I'm really excited about this question. Um, what is one actionable step that you would, you would give to our listeners and to any business owner right now that they should do in their business? Right now in your business, you should give yourself permission to plan, right? Sometimes we just go, we just go and just go and then get frustrated because we're spinning our wheels like a hamster on a wheel, <laughs> spinning those wheels, but not getting anywhere fast. And I tell people again, just because a plan is a roadmap and not a guarantee doesn't mean you shouldn't have something significant to give you some guidance and direction. So be proactive and spend some time up front, right? It doesn't have to take all month. <laughs> Make a bulleted list and use the SMART goals acronyms, right? You can Google that. Use the SMART goals acronym to make sure that these goals that you are pursuing are realistic. 
and then just take the next natural step. Prioritize them. Don't try to do everything all at once. Prioritize your plan and go forward and live it. Don't try to get it perfect. Take imperfect action, right? Get the message out, get, right? Get, get the tool out, get the app out, get the system out, whatever it is that you're trying to do, be the solution. Don't just think it, don't just envision it, do it. So that would be the action, like take time to plan so that you can be more successful about what you're doing. Yeah, that, that's, that's a great, great uh, uh, recommendation and probably uh, critical and you just got to do it right now because mm-hmm. in terms of planning things out, I, I mean, it's so true. I've, I've been a business owner and, and I've seen it uh, when it comes to you're just spinning your wheels and then you start to realize, man, like, all I needed to do was like to change this one landing page or yes. change this one motion. Because if I didn't understand, if I, now I understand my customers mm-hmm. and my clients better. Now I know, Oh, if I would have just planned out better. Yep. It would have been a much different result. So yeah. that certainly will deliver a lot of results. And I really appreciate that. So, so uh, if everyone heard it, basically give yourself permission mm-hmm. to plan, and yes. I love it. So yes. uh, Giovanna, uh, it has been a pleasure having you on. Uh, really a uh, pleasure hearing more about um, your your business, what you do for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Tawana, just tell us uh, again, you know, what you do, your, your name, your business and, and, uh, and where people can find you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure conversing with you too. And just going, you know, project management, I said all the time, it's not the most sexy topic in the world, <laughs> right? But I love it. And it really helps people thrive and not just survive in business. And so with Bootstrap Dreams, helping entrepreneurs take action on their new profitable ideas and launch so that they can have business continuity, right? Live that life, lead that as a CEO that you want to be. So yeah. That's beautiful. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Tawana, for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Look forward to seeing you as well. Thank you. Take care.